Welcome to SNL. I'm Sydney. I'm Nate. I'm Lucas. And we are all seniors at Washington High School, and we will be discussing the metamorphosis in our first episode titled A Bug's Life Gregor Edition. We will be talking about the metamorphosis and the prominent topics in the book. We will be discussing relationships, reoccurring themes, and the daily routine of the main character. For our first topic, we will be discussing relationships, and we're going to start with the sister and Gregor. So, Gregor and his sister, Grete, whoever you pronounce it, she always comes into his room and starts giving him food, even though she really can't stand him. And while she's always uh, bringing in food for Gregor, Gregor always seems like hiding under the couch because he doesn't really want her to see him because, <clears throat> you know, she can't stand the sight of him. And so basically she continues to do that and she's really the only person that like takes care of Gregor and will kind of look after him because the rest of the family really seems it doesn't do much for him. So uh, this is probably one of the most complex relationships because she, yeah, she is the only one that wants to take care of Gregor and the family. But um, even though she like brings him food and takes care of him, she still like deep down knows that she can't really see him and uh, she still and he still makes her uncomfortable. And one of the points that they make in the book is that now that she started taking care of Gregor, she seems to be getting a lot of um, appreciation from her parents, which she never used to get. So it's kind of the question of, does she take care of Gregor because she cares for him or because she wants her parents' approval? The next relationship we're gonna focus on is between the mother and Gregor. What do you guys think about this relationship? Um, I find it really interesting because Unlike uh, Gregor's father, his mother like wants to see him and wants to be with him, but like deep down she knows that uh, she wants nothing to do with him. And like for the, when she sees him for the first time, she kind of it really surprises her and she passes out. Yeah, so she's somewhat kind of like almost like a medium between the father and the sister. How the sister will take care of him, and the father won't do anything with him. Like she still won't go by him or. Like, you even want to see him, but she's still, like, deep down, you know, she cares, but she just can't really bring herself to, I guess, Together. like, yeah, go in and actually help him. Because when she first did, she fainted and just traumatized from that. But she's also interesting because it seems like she's the only one that thinks that Gregor is going to go back to normal. Like, when they're yeah. removing the stuff from the room, she's like, well, he's going to need this when he turns back or whatever. And Might it be, like, part of the reason why she doesn't want to help him, like, so much. Because she's like, oh, it's just going to go back to normal. He's going to get over this when she's really the only one that thinks that. Yeah. I think uh, uh, Gregor's sister and uh, mother are, like, the only ones that actually have hope so far that he'll eventually go back to normal. And uh, so it just shows that even with everything going on, they still have hope for him. And it'll be yeah, interesting to see how that changes because I'm pretty sure it's been like two months already of yeah, he's been Gregor in his being room a for bug. A while. <laughs> yeah. So I just wonder how long they can probably last. Probably not gonna change back, so who knows how she's gonna react to that. She's just gonna accept it or what what she's They're gonna probably do. still in denial too of they may not realize that he's never gonna go back to normal yet. Yeah. Pretty shocking to them. So for the next relationship with Gregor, it's with him and his dad. I don't know what you guys think, but pretty much what I get from it is like he basically hates him for turning into a bug. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does seem that way because, well, the first time that he saw Gregor was when the manager was at the house and Gregor opened the door. 
and he like threw his arms in the air in like shock, but it more it seemed more like he was angry at Gregor than he was like concerned for him, which I yeah. think is kind of interesting. He wasn't very sympathetic at all. I see this I see this relationship as like the most strained in the family just because of uh, how the father reacted to his transformation and how he's mm-hmm. like Gregor's a disappointment to him. Yeah, he almost like kind of disowns him as his son. Well, like the mom and the sister, they still care for him somewhat, I guess. But the father just basically acts like he doesn't have a son anymore. Uh, he also has no hope for him at all. He just thinks it's time for the whole family to move on without him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he like injures Gregor multiple times. Like he throws the apple in his back, he kicks him through the doorway and hurts him, and then never goes in to check to see if he's okay or anything like that. So it seems like his like idea of Gregor as a son is completely gone. Yeah. Yep. But I also think it's interesting because even before Gregor turned into a bug, um, he was making all this money for the family to pay off the debt for the job that he hated, and his dad was saving all of that money. And, and like instead of letting Gregor put it towards the debt that he owed, the dad was pocketing it, which I think is kind yeah. of interesting. Yeah, he, he was like refusing to let Gregor help the family. Right. Mm-hmm. Or refusing to let Gregor quit his job. Yeah, yeah the dad didn't really, like, even before he turned to Bug, the dad didn't really seem to be, like, like Gregor very much. And then, kind of, when he turned into that, it almost gave him an excuse to hate him more. Yeah, exactly. The second topic that we're going to discuss is themes. And the first theme that we noticed in the book was life in isolation. So, Gregor, he pretty much just stays in the room, like, almost, like, all the time. He doesn't leave doesn't really have the courage to because he knows he's kind of like almost a disgrace to the family and he doesn't want them to worry about him too much because he knows they already have a rough life in the first place so he basically just isolates himself and the only time he ever has like people around him is when his sister comes in and brings him stuff and even then it's not like he's interacting with her at all yeah so uh, in his room he's had a lot of time to think to himself and also to listen to his family's conversations and that's kind of had like a big impact on him just to hear like what they think about him and it's kind of like depressing for him I guess to hear what they think but it also seems like he doesn't want to leave the room either because once he gets when he like escapes after the mom passes out like he wants right back in the room he like stands by the door and waits to be let back in he knows that like nobody wants to see him and I think he appreciates that to like an extent he tries to do his best to hide from them he likes the idea of like being alone and not being not being not having the ability to disappoint anyone else Mm -hmm. and while he's like alone in isolation he uh starts like looking out the window a lot and he starts climbing on things which uh leads the family to remove the furniture so he doesn't start climbing on the walls and messing everything up yeah so at least they're like trying to make him as comfortable as possible even with this transformation going on The second theme that we discussed was denial, and we kind of talked about how the mother seems to think that everything will go back to normal, and um, if she just kind of ignores Gregor that hopefully someday things will be the same again and she can just pretend like this never happened. Um, it's it's kind of like the opposite of the father because he believes that he'll never go back to normal and uh, the mother's the opposite and she's in denial that, and she has hope that he eventually will. Yeah, and I think part of the reason the mother, like, is kind of in denial because she doesn't really want to believe, like, how bad this is happening because their life is already tough in the first place. And it just makes it a lot worse, and their family is kind of already 
like in a rough spot and it's kind of interesting it'll be interesting to see how the mother and father like react to it with such different viewpoints of Gregor like at this point of the story yeah and it'll also be interesting to see like how long the mom can go before she finally realizes that this is the way that things are now yeah it's like they're new they treat them too they have to figure out a way to live with this new thing that happened and just move on Mm -hmm. from it right they can't just pretend like he's not in there forever eventually she's probably gonna have to go and like interact with him or something not be the only one we'll have to like try to make things as normal as possible yeah but gregor could change like more and not be able to communicate at all so who knows what'll happen and the third theme that we discussed from the book was limits to sympathy so kind of going back to gregor's sister and his and his relationship uh, she like wants to take care of him, and uh, she cares about him the most in the family. But uh, even though she has sympathy for him, she still knows deep down that she doesn't want to see him, and it's kind of hard for her. And she's uncomfortable when she's near him. Yeah, and for the mom, it's kind of hard to like see where she stands in like her terms of sympathy because of her denial. Like you know, she obviously feels bad, but at the same time, she thinks things are gonna go back to normal. So maybe she doesn't feel like obviously as much sympathy as the sister. And then the dad just straight hates him, has no sympathy, and thinks he's a lost cause. Right, and also with the sister, like, she is sympathetic towards him, right, like, to an extent. She still can't see him. She will not make any effort to, like, communicate with him. She won't even look at him. And then when he does, like, when they're removing the furniture from the room and he runs across the room to hide on the, or to cover the picture frame because he wants to keep it, and he makes the mother pass out. She has no sympathy for what he's trying to do. She doesn't understand at all. She just, like, screams at him. It's like everything's his fault, when in reality, like, he doesn't know what's going on either, and he's really Mm -hmm. drew the shortest stick. Part of the reason I think the sister has some sympathy is, like we said earlier, to gain approval from her parents, because normally she doesn't really get that much, and now she does, because she's the only one that'll really take care of Gregor. But she obviously does have some sympathy, like, besides for the reason of getting approval from parents. Yeah, so I think the limits to sympathy is, like, a good characteristic because the the mother and sister have sympathy, but, like, it only goes to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. They almost show it a little bit. It's limited. One part or another. But they still don't really want to see him. They don't show, like, full sympathy as much as they could. Yeah. Our sponsorship for this podcast is Hy-Vee. It is a great grocery store, and if you want to make $10 an hour bagging groceries and pushing carts, it is a great job. I highly recommend. Yes, I work there, and I think it's a great opportunity. It's good experience, and it's good money, and I think it'd be worth it for you to come join us. Yeah, and it's a great place to get your groceries as well, so please come check us out. Hy-Vee, 26 in Sycamore. You might see me and Nate pushing in some carts, or we might even be bagging your groceries. And for our third and final topic, we discussed Gregor's daily routine. Um, one of the main things he does is eating, because his sister brings him a lot of food from, like, after leftovers from dinners. And uh, also, he just sleeps a lot and has a lot of time to think to himself, and also to listen to the family's conversations. Yeah, so basically, he kind of just sleeps a lot and almost turns into, like, an animal, which he did. But that sleeps a lot. And then, like, obviously, eating a lot of food and... 
when he starts eating food, he starts like gaining more of a like for like more vegetables and not like normal stuff that like a normal human being would like. Yeah. And then still climbs on the walls and stuff and tries to do that. Looks out the window, I guess just tries to find things that he can do, even though he's like stuck in a room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for the first time in the story, he has finally like enhanced his life as a bug. Like he's finally like learned how to he's be- like accepting it. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's like learned how to be more coordinated. He like runs back and forth along the floors. He climbs the yeah. walls and the ceiling. Like, like kind of learning more things like what a bug can actually do. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's learned how to like not hurt himself mm -hmm. in the process, which he used to do all the time. Like when he first woke up as a bug, he couldn't even walk and he struggled to do that. He was constantly like falling over. Yeah. Now he's like kind of gained that. He also realized that he heals a lot quicker now, like, after injuries. And he's, like, and he actually really likes that. So, like, he finally found a good thing about being a bug. Yeah. Overall, he's kind of finding out things of what being a bug is like. And, like, it's kind of interesting to him. It's interesting to see, like, what stuff he does. And it's also, he also spends a lot of time, like, listening in on his family's conversations. He's noticed that, like, none of them talk anymore, hardly ever. Even when they're eating dinner, like, a lot of things he thought they did regularly that they don't do. He found out more about their family situation and stuff like that. So I think it's kind of interesting for him to do that throughout his day as well. So this brings an end to our first podcast. Thank you for listening, everybody. And tune in next week for a topic that we really don't know what it'll be about. We'll see, but I guarantee you it'll be great. I'm Lucas, and then we got Sydney and Nate. Thanks for listening, guys.